episode is sponsored by HerBlackBusiness.com. On Juneteenth, 2020, Her Black Business introduced a new online community that showcases, uplifts, and connects Black women-owned businesses to their target markets. The new lifestyle website provides easy access for consumers to browse and support a catalog of budding businesses, as well as established ones owned by Black women at no cost. The concept was birthed by two Black women who wanted to create something that they wish existed for them. As part of their mission to support growth for Black women who are largely overlooked, the online directory is the first step towards accomplishing several goals at HerBlackBusiness.com, and there's so much more. Stay connected by following them on social media. They're on Facebook and Instagram at HerBlackBusiness. And if you're a Black woman who owns your own business, you can get listed on their website for free. Go visit them at www.HerBlackBusiness.com. This episode is also sponsored by Evolutions, The Secrets of Manifestation. You get out of life what you manifest. There are two types of people in life. The first are those that sit back and watch other people succeed and envy them for having, being, and doing what they want. Then there are those that take their power back and go after what they want by putting in the work to change their own lives. Which one are you? If you want to stop wishing for the life of your dreams, just know that it really is possible. My book, Secrets of Manifestation, is full of actionable steps that you can take now to begin stepping into the life you've been dreaming about. Manifestation isn't a magic trick. It's a science that I lay out for you in this book. It's not too late to get your copy either. You can order it at the pre-sale price right now. Order yours today. Don't miss out on the special pre-order pricing because it's available only for a limited time. Go to www.thespiritualbestie.com to get your copy of Evolutions, The Secrets of Manifestation, as well as other titles written by The Spiritual Bestie. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode of Real Talk with The Spiritual Bestie, email info at thespiritualbestie.com. You can also sponsor an episode by making a donation and you can send that through cash app dollar sign spiritual bestie or through Venmo spiritual bestie. What's up, beautiful souls? It's Candy, your spiritual bestie, and I'm back with another episode of Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. I'm so glad you guys joined me for another episode. Thank you guys so much. I know you could be anywhere doing anything, listening to any podcast, but you decided to tap into my magical energy today and I appreciate it. Love y'all. Salute you. Um, I actually want to give a few shout outs. Um, I want to shout out to Monica and Monica is one of my followers that, you know, I have connected with recently and I just love the fact that she has pushed herself to see herself. Sometimes seeing ourselves is the most difficult thing we can do, but it's the realest thing we can do when we're serious about healing, growth, and making changes in our lives for the betterment of ourselves, for the betterment of the commitment that we've made to our journeys and living um, within our purpose and I just love what she's doing. So I told her, I'm like, I'm going to give you a shout out on the next podcast episode. And then I wanted to shout out Jessica. Jessica um, hit me up in the DMs and was just showing me love. And it just touched my heart. I really appreciate it. I always appreciate when people reciprocate the type of energy that I put out. And that energy has to return to me. So I definitely expect it. But sometimes it comes in, it comes from unexpected places. You know, when you're not really expecting somebody to step in your DMs and offer you just beautiful words of positivity and upliftment and encouragement along the journey because even from where I stand or people that have even larger followers than me or have been at this longer it's tough sometimes you know we all have our own personal journeys that we're going through and then having you know people rely on you for inspiration motivation accountability It can be challenging sometimes because you're going through your own stuff, but you're also helping people through their stuff and trying to balance all of that. So thank you, Jessica. And lastly, I want to shout out Myra. Myra, um, just a sweet spirit, a sweet soul that I've been 
um, connected to through my Instagram page. And I just want to let her know as well. Hey, Myra, I know you're listening. Um, Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Thank you guys for supporting me in various ways, whether it be kind words, whether it be supporting my business, um, whether it be supporting me in some form or fashion, I appreciate every single one of you guys that has supported me, supported my growth, my evolution, me stepping fully 10 toes down in my ministry. I don't take this lightly. I don't take it for granted. At the end of the day, though, I'm living my dream. And it wouldn't be possible without my soul family that supports me that uplifts me that sends me kind words or donations or what have you I appreciate every single thing that you guys do so not to get too mushy you know but I love y'all so today I have a little special treat I have a special guest um I met this lady at the mall one day and she was telling her story about how she was moving into her van and I was like sis what and just speaking honestly you know hearing black people say that they're moving into a van it's like you don't really hear that I'm seeing it more but it's not like something that is you know culturally typical and I loved the fact that once I talked to her a little bit more just what she was doing with her life and I felt like man you know one of the things I want to do with this podcast is to tell allow other women um, specifically but men included too when it comes down to that um, I want to let other people tell their stories and share their experiences in different walks of life because At the end of the day, we're all out here looking for ourselves, seeking our own personal truths and trying to love and be loved in some way, form or fashion. So for me, when I heard her story, I was like, that is dope. That is super dope. And it just really, as I was sitting down thinking like, okay, what can, you know, what will she and I talk about? I just decided to ask her about her experience and let her share that. We had a beautiful conversation which you guys will hear in just a moment. But even more than that, she inspired me. She inspired me because as we spoke, I just realized and I was reminded that it takes some real guts to take control of your life. And especially... And not necessarily saying that this is her story, but just in general, it's especially challenging when you come from a place or a space where either you're very sheltered, I was growing up, um, or you just are trying to kind of do your thing without making the elders or your parents or whoever you look up to and admire disappointed in you. That's one of the most challenging things. When you step out of that box that people have created for you or you shatter in their mind the dreams that they had for you, that's difficult. It's difficult to digest. And while, you know, you may hold yourself together in front of them behind the scenes, a lot of times if you come from that type of space where you are really wanting to please them and you don't want to be a disappointment, it can be really, really tough to walk in your truth and stand in your truth and we talk a little bit about that in this episode as well but I just want to encourage anybody that may be going through something um, definitely you can go back and listen to um, my podcast episode stepping out of the spiritual closet that was episode 208 And in that episode, I talked a little bit about how challenging it can be to spiritually come out to your family. At the same time, you can apply the information in that podcast to different areas of your life. It's not just exclusively like you can only apply this to spiritual change. But if you're stepping out of the box or closet in some sort of way in other areas of your life, that podcast episode may be helpful to you. Um, Also, what I picked up and and was reminded of during this time period of us having this conversation was that sometimes you have that breakdown 
before the breakthrough. And sometimes when we are stepping out of the box, we are trying to figure out who we are. We are looking for our connection to the divine. We're looking for a connection with ourselves, trying to connect with our kids or connect with our family members or whomever. Sometimes it seems like everything falls apart. It's like everything falls apart, but I want you to remember that sometimes things have to fall apart so that they can come back together. And just know that as long as you don't quit this journey, as long as you don't quit on yourself, you will get put back together. Do the work, but you will get put back together. Um, Another one of the key points that I took away from this conversation is that And this was just for me, all money and good money. You know, sometimes we have to choose our sanity, our mental health, our peace, and our personal ministry over that of someone else's. And I'm not telling y'all to go quit y'all jobs. But if your job is making you sick, if your job is not fulfilling your needs as a person that you want to go to work, you want to leave work at the end of the day fulfilled. Maybe money is just the only motivator and that's cool if that works for you. But if it's not working for you, it's time to put a strategy and a plan together so that you can take back control of your life. We spend more time at work or at school than we do with our own family. So if you have to be away, make sure that it's feeding and fulfilling your soul. Um, another thing that I learned from Jess today was to love your life on your live your life. I'm sorry, love your life. To live your life on your own terms, and that wasn't a new concept to me. I've been living in that, but sometimes it's a slow crawl. You know, sometimes you crawl before you walk. But just remember that this is your journey. This is not about your parents. It's not about. Um, you're the people that you work with. It's not about the people that if you go to church or mosque or whatever, um, it's not about them. Live your life on your own terms, but just be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. That is so important. And sometimes we can lose ourselves in trying to please other people. At the end of the day, be true to yourself. You know, sometimes our journeys of self-discovery take us into places that we never expected. And if you get nothing else from this conversation today, I want you to remember that when we open ourselves up to the experience, I mean freely open ourselves up, we open ourselves up to greater levels of opportunity and evolution. So I want to get into this episode, but I wanted to, of course, come on and do my intro and say hey to y'all, let y'all know I love y'all, and I really want you guys to listen to this episode, and, you know, it inspired me, so that's why I wanted to share with you guys. So without further ado, let's do it. Jessica, welcome. Thank you so much for being a part of Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. Yes, I was so excited when we met. I was, and I heard what you were doing. I was like, oh, she needs to be on my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was so funny, just everybody's response. I was like, I guess this is kind of a thing that most people don't do. So I'm always just surprised. (laughs) Very new, very interesting. So give us a little bit about like your background, because I know that we met and immediately when you said that you were preparing to live out of a van for what, a year, right? Are you doing? Okay. So when you said that, that immediately raised my antennas. But I know that you've been doing a lot of other work that kind of led up to this, it sounds like. Yes, yes. So it's it's definitely been um, a long journey. I would say officially, I think this journey started, uh, I would say probably about three or four years ago. Um, I had reached a point where I was just 
overwhelmed with work and stressed and as a result um, you know my body had taken a hit and I was dealing with a lot of anxiety um, you know sometimes having like anxiety attacks in the morning before going to work or being stressed after work and coming home and kind of eating myself into um, sleep and um, Mm -hmm. I just got to a point where I felt like there has to be more to life than this you know like this cannot be it and um, that's when I started researching different things and one of the things I took to really quickly was the the idea of mindfulness and um, you know grounding yourself and being able to be in a place um, paying attention to your surroundings you know bringing those things into focus and all that um, and after I read that book I was actually listening to it as an audiobook uh, Amazon had recommended a book to me by the minimalist, uh, you know, two guys who are pretty prominent in the movement. And um, after hearing their stories, which felt very, very similar to mine, I decided to declutter my life. Um, and I thought it yeah, to share that on Instagram and, and Facebook with people. And it, ever since then, everything's kind of just developed into something more. So minimalism has taught me a lot about myself and who I want to become. And so since that time, I have launched a blog and a conference. Um, I've left my full-time job. I actually got a new job and then left that, that job to become an entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and now I'm actually in the process of launching coaching uh, for people who also want to declutter their life and create space for what they want. That's awesome. It seems like our journeys lead us to our actual destiny. And it seems like our journeys will carry us through. It seems like you had a moment of breakdown before you had what, like that breakthrough. You yes. Know? What exactly were you doing? What were, what field were you in? What was like your line of work that led you to being like so stressed out? Yeah, so I was in sales, um, which I mean, I I always say, you know, I wasn't doing like open heart surgery, but I think sales is one of the toughest jobs out there, especially if you're working on commission or if you're commission only, Mm -hmm. um, which I wasn't. I had a base plus commission, but, um, you know, it was it's just a roller coaster. You're always chasing that high. You're always chasing the next big sale. um, And when things are great, they're phenomenal. But then. When they're not, you know, you're eating ramen noodles every night and trying to figure out how to make one box of pizza stretch for the week. And so um, that just I did that for four years and I saw a lot of success, which I think is what kept me in it. But I I just reached a point where I was like, I'm seeing success, but what am I having to give up to to get there? In exchange, yes. Yeah, I'm giving up my sanity. I gave up my health. Um, And not to say that no one should go into sales because that's what awaits them. But I think if you're not aware of of your of what like your maybe some of your obstacles are in terms of your habits and how you manage stress and different things, then it can become something that just snowballs into something really, really, really bad Mm -hmm. as opposed to something really, really good. Yeah, I can agree with that because you know what? I also, it sounds like that wasn't your calling. So yeah. because you were doing something that wasn't necessarily like fully in alignment with your calling, it was also not fulfilling you in certain moments because I had that, I had this conversation with my fiance this morning about like when we are in alignment with our calling, it's like that fire burns internally so it's not it doesn't go out and you may get tired you may feel um moments of anxiousness or being overwhelmed but that that flame is internal so it doesn't burn out yes i yes i wholeheartedly agree with you and that i think that's the thing that i've had to come to terms with um i spent a lot of time being upset about the years that I spent in sales, mm-hmm. um, but it was all part of a much larger plan. You know, mm-hmm. it was like the piece to the puzzle that I needed to get to where I'm at. So exactly. after I got out of sales, I actually ended up doing sales training and training was something that I really knew I had an interest in. Um, and I thought that was my dream job, you know, but then I also realized as much as I love training, I want to do it for myself and I want to do it around a topic that I'm really passionate about. And so now, you know, I own my own business, but I'm, I'm doing the things I was before, you know, I'm still selling to people and I'm still moving into this coaching and training kind of aspect, but I'm doing it, um, you know, for something that I love and that I care about and that I'm passionate about. 
I know exactly how that feels. <laughs> um, so basically your breakdown led you to this, um, to exploring minimalism. What was the name of that book that you said? Um, so the book was actually called uh, Essentials by the Minimalists. They have several books, but that one takes like all of the, the uh, I guess, popular stories from their experiences and puts them into one book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right after that, I did a 21-day uh, decluttering challenge. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's just called 21-day minimalism challenge. And that's when I got started in decluttering my life. Okay. So I know that also um, you recently shared, as I kind of shared in the beginning of this, that you are in the midst of transitioning with your fiance and you guys are about to move into this van. By the way, congratulations. Oh, thank you. When's your (laughs) wedding date? We actually haven't said it yet. So we are planning to do a year in the van um, and then get married once we get off of the road um which we can talk about because i'm sure you have questions about that too but um yeah we haven't set the date yet but we're looking at 2021 that's our that's what we have right now okay so tell me about the inspiration behind this because immediately like when a person thinks living in a van i think they think almost essentially like um homelessness but and a lot of other things sure So can you tell us a little bit about like what brought this about and how you guys like got on the same page with making (laughs) such a major move? Yeah, so um, we had both been interested in and talking about um, leaving our jobs. Uh, You know, I have my own business, but Sly also, he's a a musical artist and songwriter. um, And so he's had dreams of really going full time with that um, and putting all of his energy and effort into that. So we both have just been wanting to kind of launch our dreams for some time. Um, and additionally, because we're getting married, you know, we've had conversations about um, income and how we can generate passive income. So real estate had been a part of that discussion. So anyway, you know, we got this larger plan. And um, one day I was on Netflix, actually, and I was watching this show called um, how to live mortgage free or something like that. I think it's still on Netflix. And I saw these people who were living out of shipping containers, prefabricated homes, boats, or, you know, they're living on land that's owned by the government, but they don't have to pay a mortgage so long as they keep up the land. And the wheels just started turning for me. I'm like, okay, I didn't even know that these things were an option. I didn't know people were doing this. And so we, we were really just bouncing ideas around about how we could take some of this knowledge and use it to get real estate. And then I, I thought, well, why don't we just figure out how we use this to start the plan of, of going after our dreams and putting all our effort into that. And so that's when things got turning and I came to sign and I said, I think that we should buy an RV. And surprisingly, he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, that works. He didn't give me any pushback. Like, I had had called him a couple times, like, hey, come watch this show with me. I want to talk to you about how we can use this for real estate. And then one day last summer, I mean, this this plan has only been in the works, like, maybe eight months. Um, I called him last summer, like, I think we should buy a van. I mean, I'm sorry, an RV. And he was like, okay. So we started the process. We started going to look at RVs. Um, But the thing that we didn't know at the time was one, how expensive RVs can be. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like buying a house, but you can easily spend 80 to a hundred thousand dollars on a brand new RV. Um, And on top of that, because of the expense, they're looking for you to have a pretty long credit history. Um, And Sly is like 31 and I'm 28. So um, we don't have this like huge credit history to show them of all these things that we've done. And we don't have purchases to that amount to say, hey, we've done this before. You know, you can trust us with your money, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we went, saw an RV, fell in love with one of the RVs on the showroom floor, which is a total rookie mistake, Um, signed the paperwork, and then they came back and said, you don't have enough credit history. So that was kind of a blow, but we were very, very dedicated to the idea. So then we started looking at different options. Can we do a a truck camper, which is where there's like an attachment to Mm -hmm. a pickup truck, and that attachment is 
it has uh, all of the living space tied to it. So you'd fit your bedroom, your kitchen, bathroom, all of this stuff in like basically just an over uh, something that hangs over the bed of the truck. Um, and then we started looking at um, Class B vans, which is like your old school Volkswagen buses and minivans that have been renovated to become a home. The Scooby-Doo mobile. Um, yeah, basically, <laughs> yes, basically, okay. um, the Scooby-Doo van. And so then that's when, once we started seeing that, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that people were, I mean, it might sound silly, but I didn't really realize that people were living out of, like, the Scooby-Doo van. You know, I had always seen right. them all out of the van. I just didn't know people lived in the vans. Right, <laughs> so, right. That opened up a whole new avenue for us, and again, I called Sly, and I was like, okay, I think we should buy a van, and let's <laughs> renovate it, and we'll just live out of it, and again, he was like, okay, <laughs> so it worked out, it was very simple, I think, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, how did you guys come up with this, and whose idea was it, and how did you convince the other person, and I'm like, I really didn't have to do any convincing, which, it really blew me away, but, um, you know, we landed on the van idea, and it just made sense, because unlike the RV, we didn't need to go into debt for this process, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's going to have a much lower expense um just on a consistent basis because we wouldn't need a loan we pay cash for our van and we're paying cash for the build as well Mm -hmm. um we we don't have to take on any debt so we won't have a monthly payment we don't have to worry about interest building up the only thing that we have to do is make sure that we can clothe ourselves you know feed ourselves pay for space at the um at the camp sites that we go to and then you know we'll have like he has some some student loans and things that he'll pay for regularly but most of the bills that we have today will be eliminated once we move into the van. So it just simplifies everything for us. Um, and that's that makes it easy for us now to focus on our business because we don't have this monkey on our back of, you know, $1,500 rent every month. Yes. I, I think that as millennials, like the stress of paying your mortgage or rent, I mean, just to be able to get a mortgage, like getting your life together after college for a lot of us is very stressful and finding a way out of the debt that we've accumulated as basically children, not understanding uh, for a lot of us, um, not understanding finances, not understanding credit cards, not understanding how how these things and the amount of loans that we take on just to survive college later on come back to haunt you literally so i totally understand um so what did your family say because i know i would if i was like your sister and you just were like we're moving into a van i'd be like girl what say who what (laughs) yeah so um so for the people who are listening because i'm sure they're trying to picture it it's like it's not quite like the scooby-doo van we didn't go the old school Volkswagen route um it's more like the amazon prime delivery truck or um if you've ever seen the mail trucks not the not the boxy ones but they have newer ones that look kind of like tall Mm -hmm. vans that's what we have so our van is about um like a tour bus i guess you could say a, a little um it's like six feet four tall and then I think we have about 12 feet of space on the inside. So I always think of the, the Amazon delivery truck. But yeah, um, yeah so with my, my family. So I'm an only child. Um, Sly has siblings, but I'm an only child. And when we told his parents, we so it was interesting. We kind of told them as, he, or he, I should say he told them <laughs> as he was proposing to me. So I think they got like really caught up in the, excitement of the engagement um so it was all positive everything was very exciting that day um when I told my parents (laughs) it was uh, we had just gotten back from uh Denver he proposed to me in Denver and I'm from Texas and um we just gotten back so I sat down with my parents and him to show them the ring and all this stuff and then I had said to Sly, like, I really think we should tell them our larger plan. Because all of this was really happening in secret, by the way. Um, mm-hmm, of course. Before we had the <laughs> so I was like, I think we should let them in on the plan. And so, oh, man. Um, it, it went left, to be honest. Um, I know it did. You don't have to tell it, me, yeah, but I want you to tell everybody left. else. <laughs> I don't think either one of us were prepared. I told him, I said, look, my dad... 
my dad is gonna ask a lot of questions because he's very analytical but deep down he's gonna want to know how he can do this too because he's also very adventurous so I was like I already know what to get what we're gonna get with him and I said my mom is gonna be very emotional it's gonna be drama but I think it's manageable well yeah, it turned out to be a lot more drama than I had anticipated. So um, I, I think that now they're at a place where they kind of get it. But then I think the some of the skepticism and some of the emotion that we experienced that day was um, partly like, I think they felt a little bit like I was ripping their dreams away from them, mm-hmm. to be honest. You know, we had this plan for you. We And again, I'm an only child, so it's like, we had a plan for your life. We've sacrificed a lot for you to be where you're at, and now you're telling me you're going to throw all that away and live out of a car, you know? Um, and so I think now they understand why we're doing it and the, you know, the financial reasoning behind it and how it's going to help us launch our businesses. But then... Um, um, they were very, very taken aback. And my dad handled it, again, fairly well, because I, I knew he would. But my mother, I mean, I thought she was going to cry. Um, she really wasn't talking to me. We, it, it got very heated at times, and so it, it didn't really go <laughs> like I had planned, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's real for anybody following their dreams, period. You yeah. know, you're following your dreams, you're making these sacrifices, and people around you don't get the vision. So you are going to feel their fears being projected on you in the midst of you, you know, stepping out on your own faith. Yes. And I, and I think, um, you know, my mom is pretty religious. And so I think seeing it from that perspective has helped her to come around a bit. Um, but I think it will take seeing success, like for me to be successful, for us to be successful for her to be like, okay, now I understand, you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't really get it before, but now that things are going well, I, I get it. I get why you guys did all of this. Yeah. And they'll be like, I always knew you'd be okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they hit you yeah. with that after. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, but my dad, you know, my dad's pretty adventurous. And so he's already said to me in multiple scenarios, like, you know, I was thinking I might buy an RV and I'm like, yeah, I knew, I knew you would. <laughs> I knew this would happen. <laughs> So, how are you guys going to handle, like, inclement weather? Like, are you guys in going to be in one place? Or are you going to be, like, traveling the country? How is, how, what's your vision for how this year of being in this van going to go? Yeah, so we're building it all around where we have friends and family. Um, you know, it, there's so many facets to this. Part of it is the entrepreneurial goals and driving down our costs. Part of it is reconnecting with people in our lives that we were too busy for when we were working you Mm. know um and so our plans are all centered around where we have friends and family that even if we've we've seen them recently like we want to stop by and visit them and make sure that we spend time with them so um again i'm from texas so we're going to spend quite a bit of time in texas and sly is from denver so we're going to spend some time in colorado uh probably summer in colorado and winter in texas so we don't have to be in like the extreme cold and the extreme heat mm-hmm. um and then in between that will be like in the southwest and the southeast so i have some um friends as a sly out on the west coast like in california um and then we both have friends and family in like atlanta mississippi tennessee and dc so those are the places that we're thinking of stopping over the course of the year wow yeah so, so slow travel for sure Okay, so you guys are going to be kind of moving from place to place. What if, you know, Texas, and this is something I'm still getting used to as a Floridian, but tornadoes, like how would you handle something like that? Yeah, so that is something, it's kind of like we won't, I mean, we don't really have a plan because it's like, I mean, where would we go? If you're, if you're in your car, you're in your car. So um, because we're going to be around friends and family, where our thought is that we will never be too far that Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be able to go to someone's house you know if we're in Tennessee I can call my friend and say hey we heard the weather's going to be bad can we stay with you um you know do you have an extra room or get a hotel something you know find a structure that we can stay in that's a little bit more stable um but it's really hard to plan around that because like with tornadoes we don't know with hurricane season that's kind of a different story but with tornadoes and things it's like it can come out of thin air so we're just hoping 
to be in close proximity to someone who will help us take shelter. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what about, and I know this is what everybody wants to know. What about hygiene? How are you going to handle like showering? You know, as women, we have our cycles. Like how will you handle all of that kind of stuff? Yes. So, um, so we'll start with the showering. Um, so we have opted not to have a shower in the van. Um, we will have gym memberships so that we can shower there, but also work out at the same time. I'm hoping to be really fit in a year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then also the campsites that we're going to stay at. Like we, we recently went over to a KOA campground and the lowest tier campsite that they had had showers. Um, so we'll have some place where we can shower. They also have restrooms. Um, so we'll have the facilities for that. Um, in the van, we are considering getting a composting toilet. Initially, we thought we would go no toilet as well, but for the times where, you know, it's middle of the night and we really need to use the restroom, um, we were thinking that we should have that on hand. So we will probably have a composting toilet, um, in the van for that, for that purpose. And then... In regards to um, my cycle, that is something I'm still trying to figure out Mm -hmm. um, because I also want to be really environmentally friendly in this process, you know, Um, and so like I'm I'm, I'm really kind of exploring like what do people do um, looking at like menstrual cups as opposed to pads or tampons um, Mm -hmm. so that I can find ways to, to not have a bunch of waste that we have to then deal with. Um, you know, cause we're going to be in a small confined space as well. And I don't, I don't want to deal with the smells and all the things that come with that. Yes. I will say the cups are great as far as environment, but you're still without being too graphic, you know, you're still dealing with your, your, um, cycle, you know? Yeah. And so, and so something else we've considered is, um, because we don't always plan to like be in the van we we want to take breaks where maybe we do like a hotel stay once a quarter or if we want to i guess you could call it vacation right we'll, we'll do some kind of staycation somewhere um so something we've also considered is building our travels around my cycle essentially so when i'm on my cycle you know maybe we go to a hotel that week or for those four or five days however long um and and then we get back on the road so then also i don't have to change up a lot of what i already do and we know that there will be a place where i can manage that process okay yeah okay so kind of going back to the journey that led you here which was your minimalism what has that shown you about yourself um Like, what lessons did you get from that to be able to get to a point? Because I'm sure back before you started on minimalism, you would have never pictured yourself even thinking about living in a van, you know, because it sounds like you were traveling, doing a lot of just different things, just living the young 20s life, enjoying it. And now you're all the way here, you know, about to move into a van. Yeah, man, that's a, that's such a, like, like, there's so many things I could say. Um, I think short answer would be, I have learned everything that is unique about me from who I want to become, um, who I am, like, what are my habits? What are the, what are the things that I love to do? What are the things I really don't care for and don't have space for in my life? Um, you know, I'm just very in tune with who I am and what I want and I think that's the biggest lesson that minimalism can teach anybody you know I think that is gonna it's the case for everyone who decides to become a minimalist or at least declutter their life you know I don't think that decluttering is reserved for minimalists Um, I think it's just the extent to which you declutter Mm -hmm. but um, that's the biggest lesson any of us can learn when you have to go through your stuff you have to decide well why am I keeping this or why am I letting this go And the more that you do that, the more you kind of craft this vision for not only who you are, but who you want to be um, and how you want to proceed in the world. And I I think that's the greatest lesson that minimalism taught me. And I think that's also why so many things happened so quickly after I made that change. Okay. So in making that change and in going on this new adventure that you're taking, um, what would you say you would advise somebody that is considering going about this journey? Because the whole, the van life thing has really um, started to take off. And I see a lot more people, especially our age, um, living in vans than I used to or would have thought, you know, 
at this point people would be doing but what what is your advice if someone is interested in just taking a leap of faith be it in this way or some other way that's going to drastically change their life like what are some things that maybe or bits of advice you can give yeah um i would say like one thing that someone taught me and it really helped me when we when we found out we couldn't get the rv was to hold your dreams open-handed um and i think that that was one of the driving forces behind us continuing our research and stumbling upon the van i don't know the van life is for everybody um and i'm i'm sharing it as a part of my story but not necessarily promoting it so that everyone else i know can do it but i think that the, the the real lesson in it is you know don't stop fighting for your dreams and and don't be afraid to look outside of what you thought it was going to look like you know um and and be creative at the same time Uh, someone actually said to me today that you know they felt like the the american dream is full of things that we think are normal but in reality they're kind of like a cage you know we, Mm. we go to school we take on this debt it becomes a cage we get jobs that maybe pay us well or don't pay us well because we have all this debt and we're miserable you know it becomes mm-hmm. a cage and then because of that job we move to certain cities we buy a certain type of house like all of our life is pretty much predicated on these early decisions that we made um and so i think a willingness to be creative and not kind of turn your nose up at things that seem abnormal is is one of the best things like just be open-minded and, and hold your dreams open-handed um, because I, I think after a year of living in the van, the world is pretty much going to be our oyster. You know, there's uh, financially, we're just going to be in a phenomenal position. We'll, we will know now how to make money on, like, without really being, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, tied to a specific location, mm-hmm. right? We, we're basically going to create systems to where we can make money in our sleep. So the world will be whatever we want it to be after we're done with the van um and i think that's what everybody wants right freedom Mm -hmm. and so i think that those would be the the two biggest tips i know those are kind of general but i think that's the biggest thing that has helped me yeah definitely i think stepping out of the box opens you up to so many things and so much growth that we often um totally disregard you know the fact that just stepping out on faith and stepping into something that's new that you don't know very much about can often lead you to um, finding your purpose and finding passion within that. Yes. So that's great advice. Um, So as you guys are traveling, what about if you guys have different business opportunities? Like how will you prepare yourself like as far as like just readying yourself clothing wise and that kind of thing um, to step into an environment to do business? Yeah, so um, so I guess the first part of that is downsizing. Um, right now, I live with my dad, so I live on his own, um, and I'm actually in the process of decluttering all my things again so that I don't bring a whole bunch of junk into the van. Um, so I think that's the first step for us. And then additionally, um, we're not leaving until about May, so we're both building systems now and programs now that can start generating revenue for us pretty consistently down the line and also looking at any sponsorship opportunities as well um, to to fuel our band dreams while our businesses really get growing and as we continue to launch different facets of them. So I think that's kind of the, the step that we're in or moving into at this point is how do we, what are we going to do? What is it going to look like? Um, so for me, like I'm launching course courses for coaching, um, but then also because we're going to be on the road, you know, there's an opportunity for me to do maybe like pop-up seminars. There's an opportunity for me to come to people directly and help them declutter their homes. So we're really trying to figure out what opportunities are now available because we're going to be on the road um, Mm -hmm. that are a good fit for our business and continuing, you know, whatever our brands are and our vision is for those, those businesses. Okay. And he's stepping, um, he's stepping more into his music or is there another aspect of business that he's also a part of? 
Yeah, he is. Um, so with his business, or with his, yeah, I guess you could say business, um, he has music that he's launching, so he'll have some additional um, music that'll be coming out this summer. He also is engaged in music publishing, so working with artists to get their music published, and he generates revenue from that. Um, and then also, you know, with music comes like tours, merchandise, so those are things that he's developing as well. Um, we may even have a tour opportunity that will represent itself. We're supposed to be going on tour this month, um, but due to the coronavirus, they kind of shut that down. So that may come back up in a couple of months to where he'll be touring as well um, to generate revenue. Okay, awesome. Um, So what are some of your self-care rituals and practices? Yeah, um, I would say I have two. Um, One I started after I became a full-time entrepreneur and the other has been going for some time now but um the one i started most recently was just creating a block of me time in the morning where i do the things that set my day or set my week in the right direction um so every morning i I try to make sure that i wake up and meditate um review my vision for the business review my vision board exercise um and then maybe potentially journaling if I feel like there's something I want to get off of my chest. Um, And then also little stuff like going through, just checking my email for the day, drinking my juice concoction in the morning and making my bed. Um, Surprisingly, that's something that has become really important to me. Like when I make my bed, I feel like I could take on the world and I feel a lot less anxious about the day. So um, just having that routine of keeping that up every morning, that has been important to me. Um, But then also... I do this thing weekly that I call my fro day, um, just kind of a play on the brand, but, um, where it's like my one day where I set my intentions for the following week. So it's the day where I do my nails and do my hair and do my laundry. Um, you know, if I, if I want to plan outings for the upcoming week or whatever the case might be, that's when I, I do it. And it just makes me feel like I'm grounded in something and that I have a routine um, that I can work through. So those are those are the two things right now that I, I would consider like part of my self-care practice. Okay, okay. I like the sound of that. Yeah. So did you grow up like religiously or like kind of what, what is your spiritual foundation? Um, what was your spiritual foundation and where have you evolved up to this point? Yeah. Um, so I, I grew up, I don't know if I would say I grew up in the church. Um, my mom is Pentecostal, so she's very, very religious. Um, she, we went to non-denominated churches growing, sorry, non-denominational churches growing up. Um, so I, the Potter's House is like the longest running church that she has been a part of. Um, so I would go with her pretty regularly to church, but I wouldn't say I grew up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have faith, I believe in God, but I think where I'm at right now in my journey is is really being more spiritual than religious mm-hmm. and understanding the word for myself and then determining what else I need to bolster that journey. You know, do I feel that I need a physical church home? Do I feel that this is a very personal journey that I can manage myself? Um, you know, what does that look like? And I think that's kind of where I'm at. So moving a little bit away from the organized religious religion aspect of it and focusing more on the spiritual part of it. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you just a few little rapid fire questions. Um, Just give me your first thought or if none of those answers apply, give me your alternative answer. Um, Life changing book. Ooh, um, I have a bunch. Can I give more than one answer? Yeah, give me a few. I love to read. There's a book called Radical. I recently read it, and it's a religious text, but it's all about um, spiritual journeys and how American capitalism has tainted our view of uh, Christ's teaching. Great book. Um, Another book, You Are a Badass. I read that in my early 20s, changed my life. Um, And then I read a book called The Only Budgeting Book You'll Ever Need and also changed my finances forever. Okay. All right. Greatest album of all time? Ooh. Oh, that's so tough. I love Stevie Wonder. So, like, oh, which one do I like the most? I think it's called Musiquarium. I think that's my favorite one. Yeah. Okay. Three things you take on a deserted island. Ooh. Uh, water. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hair products <laughs> and music. Okay. Um, your go-to spiritual tool or practice? Meditation. Okay. One thing on your vision board, even if it's mental for you, because I know you're cutting out a lot of stuff. Yeah. One thing on my board, um, go with the fro, actually. It's a phrase on the board. And um, it's just about, again, holding those dreams open-handed. Okay. Bucket list destination. Ooh. Oh. If you hadn't asked, I could have told you. Um, <laughs> I am, oh, man. Oh, the Everglades. Okay. Right now, yeah. Okay. Wine or champagne? Champagne. Get up early or go to sleep? I mean, sleep in. Oh, sleep in. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> Eat the young and the restless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Beyonce or Rihanna? Rihanna. Drew Hill or Jagged Edge? Okay, I'm two for two right now with that question. I'm just trying to find my tribe. (laughs) Jessica from Not Your Average Fro, living her best life right now. Living life to the fullest, stepping out of the box. Thank you so much. Please plug your fiance, plug yourself. Tell us where we can find you guys. Give us all the deets. Yes, so you can find me at Nacho Average Fro on social media. It's N-A-C-H-O, like the chip. Uh, so Nacho Average Fro on Instagram and Facebook, and then nachoaveragefro.com. Um, you can find my blog there and also access to like the conference and other things that I have. Uh, for Sly, you can find him at Motivated Mister. M-I-S-T-E-R um, and you can there's links in his bio to all of the projects that he's working on as well so you'll see his music he's also launching a book this year so you'll see information about that too alright wonderful so what's your first stop uh, Dallas is where we're going to hang out first I think we'll camp out in the parking lot where my dad lives until we get comfortable <laughs> and then we'll make our way out to uh, either Austin or Houston awesome well many blessings best well wishes um much protection to you guys during your journeys and we're gonna have to reconvene in a year so you can tell us all about this journey and what this has done for you because i really feel like there's gonna be so much growth and i i just see abundance just internally that just pours outwardly for both of you guys with this journey just because it you're stepping into your purpose through just being mindful, present, and aware. So thank you again so much for being so open and sharing and answering all these questions. And keep me posted. Okay, yes, I would love to, to come back and tell you everything I know. And if I still love it, because I have no idea what it's going to look like. So we'll see. Are you YouTubing or, or journaling or how are you? What's going to be like your main way that you kind of document all of this? Yeah, um, we are uh, documenting everything. So right now I am sharing some of it on Instagram, but we plan to start a Patreon uh, for people who want to get like the behind the scenes look. And uh, we'll share all of the footage that we have there. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jessica. We appreciate it. You guys be sure to follow Jessica, follow her journey and send her a little bit of love and inspiration along the way. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thank y'all so much for checking out another episode of Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you know each and every time I drop a new episode. Write me a little review on why you love Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie and share this podcast episode with at least one friend. I really appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram at Spiritual Bestie. And if you guys want to send me a little note or send a personal review, ask a question that I may feature in a future episode, you guys can email me info at thespiritualbestie.com. Thank you guys so much. Y'all take care of yourself. Be safe out here in these streets. Peace.